Hey, Sober Girls. Every life choice you make has an impact, and some choices are just easier than others. An easy choice for me has been adding Exact Nature CBD into my daily routine. Exact Nature's products can help curb cravings while promoting the positive changes in mood, focus, and my favorite, sleep. These are all part of getting and staying sober. They're available in oils, soft gels, and gummies, and in varying strengths and formulas. What I love most about Exact Nature is I know the quality is top tier and safe because their products are made by people in recovery for people in recovery. Go to exactnature.com to get 20% off your order. Use code SOBERGIRL20 at checkout. Being positive is a choice. Exact Nature just makes it easier. You're listening to a Sober Girl's Guide podcast, a lifestyle podcast based on sobriety and recovery. Tune in every week to hear honest conversations about mental health, self-development, wellness and spirituality, and how they influence each guest's unique recovery journey. Inspired by my own sobriety and wellness journey, I want to spread the wealth of knowledge. My mission is to provide you with the tools, guidance, and motivation to help you navigate through recovery and expand your personal growth. Thank you so much for tuning in to a Sober Girls Guide podcast. Let's go! Hello, hello, and welcome. I am your host and Sober Girl, Jessica Jabot. On today's episode, I have my favorite Texan, Jen from Sober Sis. We talk about it all, her recovery journey and different avenues and options to changing your mindset and ultimately changing your relationship with alcohol. So let's get into it. All right, Jen, my Sober Sis. That's right. How are you? I'm doing very well today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you for having me on. This is really, really fun. Oh, anytime. Where in the world are you? Are you calling from? Where are you from? Well, I am in Fort Worth, Texas. Oh, I may say y'all. I may say y'all a few times. It may slip in. Please. Can you please say y'all? I'm obsessed with your accent already. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So you're talking to a born, bred, and raised pure Texan right here. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Cool. Through and right through. On. Yeah. Yeah. What is, what's Texas yeah. like? Uh, well, you know, we're a pretty big state. So the good news is yeah. if you don't like one part of it, you can just travel to another and you'll see a whole different landscape. Seriously, oh, cool. we have the flatlands of the Panhandle, which is where I grew yeah. up in a smaller town called Lubbock, which is the home of Texas Tech University. Okay. And that's kind of known as the, the panhandle. I mean, listen, Jess, it's it's so flat. I could see a hundred city blocks from my front no. porch. I could see the water tower a hundred blocks away. I mean, this is insane. Whoa. And then you've got other parts of Texas that have mountains. We are mm-hmm. on the coast. So we have, you know, our, our beaches. Uh, I use that word okay. very loosely and lightly <laughs> when I say beaches. Let's consider. Let's consider. Okay. 
<laughs> so, uh, yeah, so Texas is just, it's, it's a great state, totally diverse. And, uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like I'm giving like a plug for Texas. Go, go Texas. No, that's, so, I've always wanted to go to Texas. Like I always, in your West always Coast. wanted to check it out. Yeah. 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 All West Coast, Which like I up visited. and down West Coast. Love it. Beautiful. Where I you, mean, who would where love that? On, where have you been on the West Coast? Well, I've been to San Diego. Santa okay. Cruz. Um, my daughter nice. lived in San Francisco for almost a year. So I nice. got to travel to, to San Fran, as us Texans call it, um, <laughs> a couple of times. And so that was fun. And yeah, so I, I really love California. I mean, it's awesome. Yeah. And I hope to get back that way more and more. So beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. So very much. Let's let's get into you. Let what is your story? Right. Um, I know your your Instagram handle is sober sis. Can you yes. can you kind of explain how that came about and yeah, like where did it all start? Absolutely. Well, um, you know, I guess I could say in short, alcohol was taking more than it was giving. At the end mm. of the day, which is, I think, where many people arrived. And, you know, for me, I, just the way I, I grew up and I was kind of a later in life drinker. Mm-hmm. I kind of got to the party. <laughs> Jokingly, I always say I got to the party a little late. Um, <laughs> so I didn't even start just to just give your listeners an idea. I'm going to go ahead and date myself. I'm just going to go ahead and do okay. it. So I'm 40, it. 47. I'm 47 okay. years old. Um and I didn't really start socially drinking and kind of getting into what is now just kind of the scene really until my young thirties. So okay. I did not grow up your typical kind of party in, in college. And I did go to a huge party school and I was in a sorority. And for some reason, oh, just wow. I really wasn't intentionally not drinking as much as just there were enough cautionary tales around me that it was actually mm-hmm. sobering. And so it just, it didn't fit in for me. And I think too, again, to date myself, it was a little bit later, um, okay. from where our culture is now. And it just drinking was, has always been there and it will always be there. That's the thing. Right. But for me, there were enough non drinkers and just places in my world where it wasn't so socially acceptable as it is now that okay. I just kind of, I just kind of, I don't know, made it, made it through without much, uh, I just wasn't drawn to it. So, yeah. So my drinking story is kind of unique in that way. I really don't have this yeah. long drinking career, I guess you could say. I did pack yeah. it in as much as I could, I guess, in about 15 years. But, um, yeah. So for me, um, yeah, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, I started off like most people just kind of socially drinking. It was kind of this social lubricant and something that was, obviously legal, acceptable. I mean, I was definitely well yeah. over the age of 21. And it just, again, in, in my roots and where I grew up, the only thing that I was ever really told or taught about alcohol, which I think is unfortunately still the same today for a lot of young people growing up, mm-hmm. is, you know, the law says don't drink if you're not 21. Now, I know, I realize most people don't follow that and abide by that. I realize that. But right. I'm kind of a rule follower at heart, kind of a nerd that way. So for me, it was, it was, if you're not 21, don't drink, don't drink and drive. And 
you know, wine's not wrong. Drinking's not wrong. Just don't get drunk. Like that's another ball game. Mm, so that's kind okay. of like, and there you go. Like wrap it up in a nutshell. Yeah. That was my understanding and conversation around alcohol, okay. which obviously is very limiting because it doesn't really provide any what ifs or tools or right. gray area conversation. It's all, it was very black and white. Um, yeah. And so, I mean, obviously alcohol is a highly addictive substance and mm. for anyone. And over yeah. time, you know, fast forward five, 10 years, you know, I'm finding that it's easy to drink every evening. Whoa. Yeah. What happened to the weekends? What happened to yeah. just at social events? You know, it just, it's sneaky that way. And it snuck into my life where it was intricate, integrated in every part of my life socially mm. with my husband to relax and connect. Um, it didn't matter if I was at a book club, um, you know, a, a Christmas party, a networking event or watching Netflix. It was all right. becoming the same. And so for me, you know, I, I just, I became basically, it was just a transition. It became like, okay, I'm, you know, mom by day or a mindful by day. Mm -hmm. I'm this mindful, intentional mom that's all about working out and waking up with such good intentions and, and a heart that really wants to live wholehearted and just align with who yeah. I really am. And then by five o'clock again, that, that wine o'clock hour, which you see me reference a lot on Instagram, <laughs> Yeah, you know, wine yeah. o'clock would roll around and my defenses were down. I was tired again. I had no real tools. So before I know it, I'm in this, you know, detox to retox loop as, as we all know, right. it's, again, this is a familiar story. Um, mm -hmm. and so, yeah, you know, one hangover too many, um, Definitely felt like I was in this internal tug of war. So mm. I, of course, like many, just tried to control it, tried to moderate it, tried to cut down. Yeah. And I always could. That's the thing is I could. I could go weeks, months, but I always felt that deprived, miserable, like I'm missing out. Like I'm doing mm -hmm. it, but I'm hating it. Yeah. I'm <laughs> not I'm, having I'm, a good I'm, time. It wasn't aligning. Yeah. 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 And so, um, you know, I, I didn't, because I was, I guess, a little bit later in life to drinking, I have so many memories and so many parts of my life where drinking wasn't so key, like in college or even, you know, back to high school. And then I didn't need it to have fun or connect right. with my friends or right. even when I was first married, you know, so I had this right. contrast, which was, a great thing to have. Um, I realize a lot of people that start drinking in high school end up in their thirties or forties and have never had a contrast. It's just right. always been like, this is what I do. So I see yeah. that as a real wonderful thing. Like that's a gift, but it also made the tug of war in my mind even that much greater because mm. I knew the difference. And that made me even kind of more miserable at times because <laughs> I knew what it felt like to be and you, you've seen me use this word a lot, sober minded. I knew yes. what it was like to have a sober mind 24 seven, like not right. having substances introduce and altering my mind as if it were on a roller coaster, which is once I started drinking what my mind became. 
It, mm-hmm. It's like it became a roller coaster ride where sometimes I felt stable. Sometimes I felt really emotional. Sometimes I could tell it was the alcohol talking. Sometimes I could tell it wasn't even, it was just, it was that. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had dealt with many stressful things without alcohol and celebrated things too. So it was really confusing. Um, yeah. And because I did not feel like I was yet to the point, which again, I feel like drinking's a highway and it's kind of heading in one direction because I wasn't yet physically addicted. I mean, I think if I, anyone, you know, keep drinking over time, that's just kind of where the road's going. But because mm-hmm. I wasn't physically addicted, um, I was just so emotionally and mentally addicted. It was hard yeah. to say I could stop. It was just hard to stay stopped, if that makes sense. Yeah, I'm sure it totally. does. Yeah. So yes. just the tug of war, the conflicting thoughts of I want to drink more. I want to drink less. What do I believe? And and now that I've kind of become to depend on it, now how do I get out? How do I rewind? Like, how do I take a step yeah. back? Because now I've, I've brought it into my life in such a way that it is a crutch. There's no question. I may right. not be at that point where I'm physically addicted, like don't feel like I can function without it, but it definitely became a crutch. And that wasn't good. It wasn't good enough for me. And I knew yeah. it. And I was just walking around like in this constant tug of war. That's the only way I can describe it. So. Wow. That is kind of where I, I ended up. And really, I do feel like it's just, it's a godsend to realize that there's this whole other movement going on, this whole language out there mm-hmm. that's not so black and white that could allow people like me that were kind of this, you know, I don't mean to paint myself as this little, little mom in Texas that, you know, I just was <laughs> like, I'm in the, I'm in the wine trap. I don't know how to get out and I don't know that right, necessarily right, right. I'm going to bring it up in some of my, you know, church crowd, but I also don't think I'm going to bring it up and go to an AA meeting. I need something in between. Right. I need something in the middle. And for the longest time, I I couldn't find that. I just, I couldn't find it. So it stayed really stuck. I think there were years in there where three yeah. or four or five years where I just, I could see the conflict, but I didn't know how to break away because every time I would make promises, they were always in my head and they were always to myself and I Mm. did not have a community or a tribe. And I also didn't necessarily want to wear a label or follow rules. I just wanted to talk about it. I just wanted a safe place for conversation. Yeah. I mean, how, yeah, who, so that's, <laughs> who did you talk to? Do you have a therapist? Well, or like, I, what do you do for that? Yeah. And it was, it was definitely a conglomeration of, of many things. I found Kate B out of the UK. She's a great blogger. Okay. Um, Annie Grace was kind of getting on the scene during that time mm-hmm. with her book, This Naked Mind. Um, mm-hmm. so just working through what they had to offer was life changing to me. But then okay. I also, so I came up with sober sis. It is a little bit different than what I was finding out there. Um, and really now that I've interacted with, I'm not kidding. It's just so amazing. Literally hundreds of women from across the country and around the world mm-hmm. that know deep down their relationship with alcohol is just not serving them anymore. And they yeah. want to change. It was like, right. I was because I am a Christian 
And I was looking for a place where I could go and hold on to my faith and not necessarily find a faith, uh, a church based program where I could just have conversation. So what I've created, I guess, is something in between where sober sis is kind of short for sober minded sisters in Christ. Mm. Now, not everyone that has found sober sis is a Christian or comes from a faith background. But because that's where I'm coming from, if people right. just know that, then they can, you know, again, I feel like it's a personal relationship, so I can't really put that on anyone, nor do I want right. to. So it's right. just more where I'm coming from. And what I was finding in other groups that I was involved in is that there were kind of sectioned off chat rooms or sectioned off groups within big groups in mm. which you could talk about, you know, your faith or what it's like. Um to have having had a church background, but not necessarily. And I, this is not I'm not like bashing church or religion or anything like that. But for right. me, in my own experience, um, you know, this was not necessarily like a Bible study topic. This was not going to be a right. prayer request. This was something I was wrestling with that I didn't feel like I could talk about without judgment, mm. shame, labels rules, all those things that were kind of keeping me stuck in the first place. So what yeah. I wanted to do was kind of take take um, aspects of, you could say, a, a Bible study or a church community or faith-based community, take, take aspects for sure, and, mm-hmm. and, and I guess principles, and then even take wonderful things like from AA or the communities where there are more rules, structure, and program. And put the two mm-hmm. together and kind of create a new space where, you know, you could talk about your faith, but it wasn't a Bible study. And it's not a, a it's not I'm still getting my voice, honestly, on how to describe this, because it's something that's kind of new. <laughs> yeah. Where yeah, people yeah. that come into sober says they don't really even identify. I don't necessarily and they don't either identify as alcoholics or. Right. They're coming in saying, I just really want a place to wrestle with this. And because there's so much posturing and mm. shame in rules, rule following that I don't know where to go. And I think that's the tragedy is when people right. feel so isolated that they wait until they've missed all the warning signs. They've, yes. they've kept down low. And then they have to talk about it because life has become unmanageable. My right. goal is to kind of take the more preemptive strike, I guess you could say, be more yeah. proactive and say, hey, if you've got that red light, warning light flashing on your car dash, pull over. Let's pop the hood. Let's talk about it. Yeah. And guess what? You you decide where you land. This is your life. Everyone's an individual, whether that be right. spiritually or in their relationship with alcohol. Let's mm. let's find a place where we can just kind of talk about it. That's kind yeah. of what sober sis has become. I think we can all agree that anxiety is so 2023. Say peace out to anxiety and overwhelm with chill vibe gummies. Made with ashwagandha root, L-theanine, GABA, chamomile flower, and lemon balm, these gluten-free, vegan, non-GMO gummies are the perfect way to change your vibe naturally and most importantly, safely. 
Whenever I tried medication for my anxiety, I was always hit with extreme side effects that made me feel paranoid or just completely numbed of all emotions, the good and the bad. Chill Vibe Gummies make you feel like you, just minus the anxiety. Go to vibegummies.com to get your gummies today. That's V-I-B-E gummies.com. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. A common misconception about relationships is that they have to be easy to be right. But sometimes the best ones happen when you put the work in to make them great. Therapy can be a place to work through the challenges you face in all your relationships, whether with your friends, work, your significant other, or most importantly, yourself. My biggest fear is that I was unlovable, that something was just not good enough or deserving of love. My therapist has helped me to see that my thoughts are not necessarily the truth. Therapy has helped me overcome these limiting beliefs that were keeping me in unhealthy patterns in my life. We are our own worst critic, and I love that my therapist reminds me of how far I have come. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out the brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Become your own soulmate, whether you're looking for one or not. Visit betterhelp.com A-S-G-G today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash A-S-G-G. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I mean, it's so funny my friend and I were just talking the other day about options for people mm-hmm. who think they mm-hmm. might have or have concerns about alcohol or concerns about, you know, their feelings and emotions around alcohol. Yeah. What are the options? People immediately, right. immediately without even talking uh-huh. to you, just send you to uh-huh. AA. The, the automatic right. answer right. is you got to go to AA. Well, why? Right. How do you, how do you know mm-hmm, that's, mm-hmm. that's going to work for me? How do you know that I'm going to like fit in there? Right. And it's not I mean, like a what, one like, size fits all. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. And again, totally. I am thrilled AA is out there and I'm, I'm, and I've heard you say right. this on your podcast and I couldn't, you know, I just totally agree with you. I support whatever works for people to find freedom uh, to get back in control in the driver's seat yes. in their relationship with alcohol, renegotiate it, man, get in there and, and find out what you need to do to become more wholehearted aligned. And if you feel like you've lost control in that relationship with drinking, yeah. pause, hit the reset button and, and yeah. however you need to do that, do it. And I think yeah. that I'm starting to see that. And you are too, that there are just becoming more and more options like a buffet. Mm-hmm. of options yeah. where it's like, okay, it's, you know, yeah. Find what totally. works for you and find your people, find your tribe. It's not yeah. exclusive. It's very inclusive, but find, yes. find your tribe. I think we're all kind of, a, kind of fighting the same monster here. You know, we're all wanting yeah. to, to live. Yeah. So however you get there, right. Get there. You know, it's awesome. And it's, it's not like we're recreating the wheel here. I mean, like the same kind of principles somewhat, uh, you know, are in every kind of like little program, but it's also just things that, that resonate with you. Like maybe even verbiage is different and you, you resonate with something like someone says and you're like, Oh, that, 
that clicked with me. Cool. Right. Go with it. Right. Right. A commonality. It's it's not about, yeah, finding all our differences. It's more like, what do we have in common? What are our similarities? And and there's so many. And when you put alcohol as the kind of the, I guess, common enemy, it's like, oh, okay, you don't need to be just like me for us to to fight the same fight. Like we can, we can be all different parts on this, you know, battlefield. And I feel like it's the common enemy of, uh, you know, addiction, alcohol, it it being the substance that it is, it's the enemy. We're not, you know, so right. Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Right. There's been been legit, like, even I belong (laughs) to a couple of these groups on, on Facebook and there has been like legit fights between non-AA people or people in AA or just like completely different views of opinion, but it gets vicious. (laughs) I think you're right. I just think it's ironic because it's almost like we've got the common enemy out there and we're turning and cannibalizing each other, gobbling each other up when instead I'd rather lock shoulders with you be side to side. You may be even fighting with a different weapon than I am, but let's get them. Let's right. go together. And that's why, totally. you know, labels are different programs. I mean, again, you do you, you do what works. And mm-hmm. I'm just trying to bring something else into the conversation. And again, not every woman that has done my 21 day reset, which we can talk about mm-hmm. is yeah. coming from the same place I am. They're just okay with where I'm coming from. And then along right. life's way, you know, God's a big God. He'll do what he wants to do. I'm not in charge of that for other people, just like I'm not in charge of someone else's sobriety or choice to right. be alcohol free. My goal is just to make the space available and um, see what happens. And it's yeah. been crazy. <laughs> That's so awesome. I mean, I love, I love that you know who you are. Right. You, I'm trying to, yeah, I'm not trying to get in everyone's yourself. lane. Right. Exactly. I don't want to get in everyone's lane. I, I want yeah. to be me. I feel like, uh, again, having a relationship with God, he's called me into this space because there wasn't a voice from my world, I guess you could say, where I looked around. And like you said, mm-hmm. you know, your two choices are AA or even within the church, a celebrate recovery program, which again yeah. is wonderful. But if you're not even to the point of of embracing Lord or just even the language of recovery, it's more like, dude, I'm just right. drinking wine more often than I want to. Can I take a look at that without working a program, being in recovery? And again, nothing is wrong right. with that. But, you know, I just wanted a place where I could go. Wow, I really thought it was helping me sleep. <laughs> you're kidding. It's not. <laughs> oh, I need some science. Yeah, really? You know, I want some science <laughs> oh, for that. Shoot. or. <laughs> Oh, darn it. <laughs> there goes all those years of wasted nights. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I just thought my, I just thought my situation, which is a hysterical to me now that I know about the bigger world of, uh, mm-hmm. alcohol free living. Now that I know it before yeah. I knew it, I was so enclosed and so isolated in my own world. I felt extremely yeah. flawed, broken, unique. Like, surely I'm the only one. Like, I can go out with all my friends and we can have three or four drinks. That's all we're really doing. But that's really crashing down on my night's sleep. I'm waking mm-hmm. up feeling guilty. I'm waking up feeling less than my best. 
and what for? Like we're all kind yeah. of doing it. And again, I, most of right. my friends still drink and they're still my friends because we have a deeper connection than drinking. Um, that's my great. husband drinks. We, we host happy hours with the company that we own. I'm just okay. really, really, and I think I'm getting close to that kind of getting older. I'll go ahead and say it again. I'm getting <laughs> older where I just can kind of own my own space, even within my own family, even within yeah. my own friendship group and not have to be validated or push any of my beliefs on anyone else. And that's been a process. I mean, when I kind of came yeah. awake, if you will, all of this information, it just took everything I had to not want to just tell everybody. And I think a lot yeah. of people feel that way when they've kind of you know, seen the light or kind of come through this breakthrough. But that's yeah. a lot of where Soberstice came in for me. I just started writing down and writing these emails, uh, which has now become what I help people go through, which is basically a 21 day reset. It's like a launch into a conversation that's ongoing. It's not like in 21 days, you wrap it up with a bow and right, tie it right, up right. and say, Oh, that's good. I'm, I'm done. I got my relationship with alcohol renegotiated. Right. It's more just yeah, yeah. the beginning, but that's what I did was I just spent a lot of the time that I wanted to go outward and almost, mm -hmm. um, you know, evangelize sobriety, if we could say, you know, where I almost <laughs> okay. wanted to go out and go, why are you drinking? Instead, I, I really yeah. didn't go that approach. I really stayed more on the down low and kind of kept it more inside and put it on paper. All the things I was learning, all the podcasts, all the books, all the programs, all the blogs. And I found the best of what at the time I could find and packaged it in just some of my highlights and how it had impacted me with my story. And so when right. I find women that are kind of like-minded or kind of in this gray area, my mm -hmm. story resonates because they're like, oh my gosh, that's me. And I'm like, yeah. no, wait, I'm you. <laughs> yeah. We're the same. We're and, each other. <laughs> um, we are each other. And yes. there's just so much power in that. And um, yeah, yeah, so I kind of work with that gray area drinker, that mom that's just kind of, you know, mindful by day, just kind of cruising yeah. right along, drinking their green juice, going to hot yoga, and then can, you know, plow through a bottle before they know it. Uh -oh. And <laughs> that, that's happening more often than I had ever realized until mm -hmm. I just one day kind of put it all together as I looked around. And I was like, oh, I'm actually in a new norm. I'm in a new mainstream. And yeah. The, the thing is, most people will stay in that mainstream until there's a crisis or their check mm -hmm. engine light has come on and they've ignored it. And now they have to pull over. They have to get off the highway. And what yeah. I want to do is just say, you know, we don't have to wait to exit the highway. And, you know, not everyone in sober cis is even 100 percent alcohol free. It's not even about abstaining, which, again, flies okay. in the face of other programs. Where that yeah. is the only way, you know, and what, what we do as a tribe is we just say, you know, what are your goals? How can you be more mindful? You know, and I really mm -hmm. do recommend when people do the, the reset or kind of a launch into this new conversation that they do give themselves a clear break. I mean, you and I right. probably know that it takes time to even get it out of our system and get that craving cycle where it's not physical where you really yes. can see the emotional and mental reasons why we're drinking in the first place. And yes. that I would say even just 
give that three weeks to even have the the clearing, the clear mind, the sober mind Mm -hmm. enough to even be able to start doing the work. And the work is what is ongoing. Mm -hmm. That I think takes a lifetime to figure out why we do the things we really don't want to (laughs) do. You know, that's that's just growth. That's just personal growth. And I'm I want to stay on that highway forever. Yeah. But I just don't necessarily want alcohol in my car with me driving. (laughs) Yeah. You know, on the highway. Definitely not in the car. <laughs> Definitely not in the car. Not in the car. Not in the car. <laughs> oh gosh. Oh, I no, tried to no, put no. it in the back seat a lot, but it started taking the driver's seat. And I'm like, back seat. <laughs> it's like driver's seat. I'm like, back seat. And finally I just I just I needed to kick it out. It wasn't it wasn't yeah. doing me any favors. And it it just it now with just a mindset change, it just doesn't have the value to me that it used to. And when it had value yes. to me, I wanted it. Now that of I course. see it for what it is it's decreased its value so low that it's kind of crumbled. I'm like, I see you. I see you for what you are. Yeah. No, no, thanks. No, thanks. You know, I'm, I'm yes. good without it's you. Like a, and I didn't believe like that for old, a long time. Yeah. It's like an old apartment <laughs> that's been like lipstick and rouged to like, look all like cute and like, Oh, this yeah. is like trendy and cute. And then you get in there yeah. and you're like, Oh, this is just some old oh. shit. Then I need to get out yeah, of here. <laughs> totally. Totally. Exactly. And that's it's all about yeah, the value. That's exactly. Totally what it feels like. So I feel so <laughs> free and liberated uh, because I just feel like, you know, that was my that was my heart's desire was just as I was, you know, praying like God, take the desire away. I want to not want it because I don't want to mm. be miserable. I don't want to feel like I'm deprived or that I'm walking some kind of tightrope of rules and counting days and I don't want to slip. Yes. I didn't want to live that way. I wanted to live with true freedom. And what really aligned with me by day would be the same with me by night, you know, instead of Mm -hmm. two separate people almost. And it just feels so good. How did, how did you bridge that gap? When you change your relationship with alcohol, you realize you have so many hours in the day. I love to dedicate my time to skincare, and Osea makes me and my skin feel and look like a queen. Osea's clean, vegan, and sustainable body care is a glowing choice for achieving your body care and self-care goals. Whenever I use the Andaria Algae Body Butter, people literally stop me on the street. My skin is flawless and glowing, and I love the thick and unbelievably rich texture that absorbs instantly. Skincare is a habit worth keeping all year round. Osea can help your skin have a healthy glow every day. Because let's be honest, skincare is self-care. With over 27 years of seaweed-infused products, Osea is safe on your skin and the planet. It is clean, vegan, and cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified. Never choose between your values and your best skin. Start the new year fresh with clean, vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Right now, we have a special discount just for our listeners. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code ASGG at OseaMalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to OSEAMalibu.com and use code ASGG for 10% off.
Um, like how did you, you know, at first, just at first for me, just, just saying, okay, alcohol, I'm not sure where you're going to come back in. If you're going to come back in, I'm just going to set mm-hmm. you aside for a while. Like I didn't do any big forever, always, yeah. never statements. In fact, I really right, still right, right. don't. I mean, I guess I do still kind of say, you know, I can drink what I want when I want. I really just don't want to. And now because I see it as value less to me mm-hmm. for the cost, I'm just not interested. And that feels so much more empowering than I want to and I can't. Yes. So I think because you have the choice one for me. Yeah, I have the total choice. And and yeah. um yeah. And so, you know, some women are like, but what about when, you know, it's, it's, you know, I'm on this amazing trip or I'm in Paris or I'm in Tuscany or I'm on a yacht. I'm like, yeah. dude, how often are you on those places? Yeah. Like, never. And don't uh, you want to enjoy in your lifetime? it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And like, don't you want to remember it? You get there. Yeah. Exactly. Why do we need to enhance something that's already great with a mind altering, numbing drug? Mm-hmm. You know, let's just say it for what it is. So again, letting people choose. That's my opinion. But, yeah. um, yeah. So for me, just setting it aside long enough to do the work on the learning side of learning the science mm-hmm. behind it, learning a lot of the emotional triggers for me, why I was drinking, you know, mm-hmm. raising teenagers, being married. These are, these are challenging things. Um, yeah, <laughs> they just are, you know, and so yeah. it was just easy for me to see how I was starting to get lost and kind of lose my voice and just be conflict avoidant and, oh, just mm-hmm. get me my glass of wine at dinner and I'll just be quiet. And oh my gosh, it was not living Aww. a full hearted life by any right. means. Oh, I know it, it's kind of sad. Jessica, I feel the yeah. same way when I look back at who I was with alcohol yeah. as a crutch for me, it was very, um, limiting and really kept me down because, um, yeah, it, and it took away my resilience that I already had. That's what's so crazy about my story is I'd had resilience to do really hard things. I'd suffered, you know, loss. I had had difficult things happen in my life before I started drinking and they were hard then, but I had a sober mind to deal with them. And once I started tweaking with my sober mind by altering it, and it was elusive to me. Sometimes I couldn't get to my sober mind. Then mm-hmm. my resilience started going down and I started to lose confidence in myself and really right. who God created me to be. And then all the shame, all the isolation, all the questioning myself, mm-hmm. it was a cluster mug and it was mm-hmm. heading nowhere good. It was heading nowhere I wanted to go. And yeah. so I do, I, I do. I thank God that he rescued me that he and his grace not only just changed my heart but gave me the tools that's the thing Mm -hmm. is and that's part of what I'm so passionate about with sober sis it's not just a pat on the back it's not just girl I'll pray for you in a Texas kind of way in a bless your heart Texas (laughs) kind of way girl I'll pray for you oh I'm sorry I don't know about that it's more like uh, no let's talk about it you know yeah let's get in there like let's do some action Let's talk about it and let's talk about some tools and like, you know, let's play that movie forward. Have you ever heard of Surf the Urge? I mean, these are these are things that we Mm. talk about so that we've got some practical things that we can bring to our good intentions that aren't enough. They're they're just not enough. 
And they weren't enough for me. And I've not really found that they're enough for anyone. So I needed a tribe. I needed, Mm -hmm. I needed the tools. And then I, I already had my faith, but in and of itself, I think God doesn't want us to be isolated. You know, I mean, no. he never intended for me to do it alone. Um, right. He's all about community, you know, so yeah. So it's yeah. just, it's awesome. And it's just so good to get that feeling back of standing solid in my own two feet with, you know, yeah. God is my base. I can handle the struggles now because I feel rooted and grounded again. And not at odds with myself. I'm not walking around in this mental boxing match, wearing me down. I've right. taken that energy and applied it towards, well, hopefully serving and helping others and just, right. and just keeping it alive by getting in the mix. That's so awesome. I love that. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. I mean, even when you were talking about, you know, the way you were when you, when you were drinking, it's just like your voice totally changed. I almost felt like if mm. I could see you, I could see like your demeanor yeah. almost changed too. Oh, yeah. Like I could hear, it, I could it, just it, hear it. it. I got really small. I got really, yes. really small in my yeah. own life. I got, yeah, small. you could have blown. There were times my resilience and my fight for just being yeah. present felt low and you could have, you could have blown me over with just your breath. I would have just fallen over like you win. I'll just wow. have a glass of wine. You win. Yeah. This is too hard. The, the, the conflict around me or the, the uncertainty of just raising teenagers and letting their own journey play out was at times yeah. so difficult for me. And I have great kids. It wasn't even what they were doing. It was just all that was around right. them that they could do. <laughs> that was scary. Um, yeah. just so much uncertainty. It felt so vulnerable. Um, yeah. And yeah. And then again, having no place to really go to say those feelings without going to an AA room, working a program, right. getting a label, being in recovery, talking about that for the rest of my life. I just, right. I felt there was another way. Yeah. Just another way for me. Yeah. Wow, so, so how long cool. I, I, so I don't great. mean to flip the podcast around and like interview you, but <laughs> how long have you been no. sober or alcohol free? Cause I don't really know so, that much about you personally. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it's taken me 10 years to get to where I mm-hmm. have, um, mm-hmm. I haven't, you know, I, I, my story isn't super, super dramatic. Like I haven't been arrested or, you know, had any DUIs or anything like very heightened or dramatic. Um, mm-hmm. it just, it was just 10 years too long. And, Gotcha. Like yourself, yeah. I, it was just not serving me. It was, I just kept doing this over and over and over again, hope, right. hoping that yeah. I have something would just click or, you know, I was going to AA mm-hmm. in and out of AA for 10 years. And I'm just like, I don't subscribe to this. Like right. this is just right. not working. Um, but what else was there? What else is there? Right. So, right. Yeah. So right. once I, I mean, just like you, the whole, the whole mindset, like that is the meat and potatoes of it. Why right on. coming from, coming from that place of, of power, as opposed to, you know, slapping my wrist and being like, no, you can't have this or you can't do this. Right. It's like, well, then right. I'm going to want to do it more. <laughs> exactly. You know, it's like you, some women, you, tell me you I know, can't. and. 
then I will, I want to even more versus going, you can, but let's look at why you would want to. Let's unpack right. that. Let's spend our time there. In fact, even in our Sober Sis tribe, we have a closed Facebook group for members who have done the reset. Mm-hmm. You know, women are like, you know what? I did drink last night. I haven't drank in weeks or months. And mm-hmm. someone, I walked into a party, someone handed me a glass of wine. It was almost like a reflex. I just took it and I kind of right. sipped on it and I didn't really like it. And we can talk about that without yeah. having to be like, you know, like the game shoots and ladders. I'm about to write an yeah. Instagram post about that, where it's almost like I see some mentality around sobriety as like a game of shoots and ladders where, you know, you can advance and go up or, oh, mm-hmm. sorry, you just hit a shoot. You had a slip. You, um, right. you know, made a mistake or just, you know, kind of went off the deep end or just even had a drink back to the mm-hmm. bottom. You're taking a shoot down. And I just think, oh, right. that is so much pressure to perform totally. versus getting to the heart of why. Why did I have yeah. that drink? Why, why did I, you know, break my streak or, you know, let's, let's talk about that. So it's not even about streaks or counting days. I mean, I count. Yeah. I want to count years because it's a celebration for me. It's a yeah. milestone celebration for me to count maybe years of how yeah. long I felt free or liberated. I'm all for that. But as far as counting days or feeling like I have to backtrack, yeah, there's no backtracking here. We're falling forward. Totally. Um, but I do think the goal of, of many people, I think the dream, the secret dream that many people that have struggled with alcohol, dependency, abuse, or just liking it more than they really wanted to. I think mm-hmm. that, you know, the big dream inside that people are even afraid to say out loud is I wish I could be alcohol free, but it seems so daunting. It seems so yes. like the holy grail of like, could I do that? It seems so impossible. Yeah. That we know, I just want to make a lower barrier to entry where it's like, let's not talk that way. Let's not talk about forever. Let's take a break. Let's learn all we can in the break. And then let's shoot you back out there. If you want to try moderating, go for it. Mm -hmm. I personally tried moderating. It did not work for me. It was exhausting. And I could, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, moderate with success. But what was success? What what did success moderating really look like? not getting drunk, not drinking too much. Did I really feel fully right. alive when I was moderating? No. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Is that so shame? We, is that you know, guilt still there? What like, yeah. what does that look like? Yeah. What does that look like? So mm-hmm. I, I think, I think most people that kind of are attracted to, to sober and what we're doing in the conversation ultimately would love to be alcohol free. Like that would be yeah. like, wow. Like I would love that, but I'm afraid to say that. So I'll take a break or I'll do your reset or I'll get in the tribe and we'll talk about it. Um, And again, I I inherently in and of itself, I I don't think drinking is wrong. I don't think it's morally wrong. I think it's, it's neutral. It's neutral in and of itself in that way. So I think it's a personal journey. And so people come into sober sis and they kind of want to wrestle with it out loud and then go back out there and try to moderate. They don't go back out there and leave us. They stay with us. I want mm-hmm. them to stay in the tribe while they're moderating. Tell us about it. How's that working out yeah. for you? We can all learn. We can all learn from someone else's mistakes. We can all learn when someone slips and falls. In fact, how great to have a tribe around you when you do slip and fall so that you yes. don't have to isolate when you do. 
and totally just all about empowering support coming around, coming alongside or, Hey, I'm feeling really good and strong right now. I see that you're struggling. You can borrow some of my faith in you right now. You can borrow some of my confidence. You can borrow some of my story until maybe your story starts to look more like you want it to. It's possible. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm here to say, you're here to say it's possible in the society we live in, the alcohol centric society that we live in. Yes. It is possible to live a really amazing, full, alcohol free life. And people just need to see that it's not lame and you don't have to. You can, you don't have <laughs> yeah. to go to meetings <laughs> and yeah. attend yeah. Uh, things that, you know, and I work with a lot of moms, you know, the childcare mm. issue to get to a meeting or the meetings an hour away, even if right. AA were the only option, is it really even an option for everyone? I would argue right. no, there were, I would argue no, you know, there's this, there's this whole gap of, uh, you know, if people want to get to a meeting, they can't or Mm-hmm. You know, it's not resonating. So, yeah. So I think just creating and, and women supporting women, you know, my group is all women. So mm-hmm. there's an automatic understanding right there. I mean, we definitely have that in common. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. Biggest commonality. Love it. Right on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you're making I, me talk kind of Californian. I am. I feel like I'm talking. Yeah. I just, I've, <laughs> you know, you, I've said right on a couple of times. Like, I feel like I need to say stoked. <laughs> say dude. <laughs> you got to throw a couple yeah. of dudes in there. Dude. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that. So one more yeah. question. Um, yeah. To anyone listening right now, what advice would you give them if they're thinking about getting sober or they are sober and maybe need a little encouragement. What, what advice would you give to someone listening right now? Yeah. Well, I would say, you know, when I was kind of that sober curious person, I was really Mm -hmm. prepared for the worst. I was prepared to Mm. give things up. I was prepared to just drink sparkling water at every party, maybe with lime. You know, I was, I was prepared (laughs) for, Oh, I know I was prepared for uh, what I thought would be a lot of sacrifice and maybe mm. being lame and being left out. I felt prepared for that. But what I wasn't prepared for was mm. how good I would feel. I was not expecting that I could have more fun at a party, sober minded than I could sometimes when I was drinking, which gave me a false sense of who I really was, which made me actually more uneasy. Now, when I walk into yeah. a party, I know exactly who I am. I'm actually much more myself and more calm. That was an unexpected perk of this alcohol-free living, which, again, I had done through college in my 20s. So it feels actually more familiar to me. And for people that it doesn't feel familiar, just give it time because it starts Mm -hmm. to feel so good to think, I'm not going to walk in and two or three drinks in, start to forget people's names, kind of wonder at the end what I'm saying, I can wear heels now. I mean, I can wear three inch (laughs) heels and, and not worry about, you know, if I stumble, it's certainly because I've got balance issues, (laughs) you know, it's just, it's given me just so much more freedom and I do yoga, but still, you know, it's just given me so much more freedom (laughs) and expanse just to explore what 
what all is out there. And it's just, it's such a bigger world. I felt like alcohol, like I said earlier, was keeping me small and keeping my world very small. And it was like, you Mm -hmm. know, drink, hangover, rinse, repeat. And that's Mm -hmm. so lame. That's so boring. And now being alcohol free, I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what's going to happen today. I didn't even know this podcast was going to happen until yesterday. And I love that because I didn't have to worry if I was going to have a hangover this morning before I did a podcast, which I would have never have done anyway. Right. So, (laughs) so it just feels so good to be on this continuum of sober mindedness so that I'm, I'm free. I'm able to do anything that comes my way without having to factor in Will they be drinking there? Can I get a drink there? Oh, I need a drink. So I can't go there because there's no drinks. Or will I have a right. hangover? Um, yeah. Am I two different people with two different crowds? What do my kids think of me? I don't, I don't wrestle with that anymore. I'm just like me. Imperfect, flawed me. And I like me because I'm still growing. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Oh, that is the best advice ever. I love so, that. Thank, well, thanks for asking. That, thanks for letting me just, just say that out loud. That it's question. good for me too. It's good for me too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I find this, you know, everything I do, whether it be po- my podcast, blog, whatever, Instagram, I don't say yeah. this stuff to be like this all holier than now, like, oh, I know right. everything and all the answers type person. No, right. I say this because on that day, on that Tuesday or that Friday, I need to hear it. I need I to. Need exactly. To, yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. And you follow me I on started. Instagram and I follow you and, yeah. and I love it because that's really how we've met and synergized. And I just love what you're doing. I love that we can do it together. But yeah, yeah. when you read my long posts, sometimes they're short, sometimes they're, they're long. I know mm-hmm. <laughs> they just keep going. <laughs> it's almost like a journal entry. It's almost like my outlet to talk about me, not me yeah. trying to control or change anybody else. It's yes. just a place where I can explore what's going on that day. And some days I feel like, man, I'm rocking this alcohol free thing. I love it. And other days I'm like, man, I don't even know if I'm rocking life, like yeah. <laughs> whether I have alcohol <laughs> in it or not, life can be yeah. hard. And so, yeah, it's just nice to to have a place where you can, Kind of be creative and and just share. And then the bonus is mm-hmm. if that actually resonates with someone else right. and it, it gives them a boost. Whoa, that is so yeah. cool because I'm already boosted just by putting it out there. You know, right. I'm already feeling better just by speaking my truth or using my voice yeah. or, or not feeling small. And yes, yeah, so that's good. Absolutely. Oh, I love that. Thank you so, so much for being on the podcast and sharing really fun. your wisdom and your knowledge and your experiences. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's been fun getting to know you in the Instagram land and uh, even more fun getting to talk to you in person and feel like I'm just getting to know you better. So thank you again for Yeah, definitely. Anytime. How fun is Jen? See, there you have it. There is no one way to recovery. There are many, many different avenues, and it's up to you to find your tribe. Whether it's Sober Sis or a Sober Girls Guide Coaching, there are many, many options out there for you. And for more information on coaching or anything other recovery-related, 
Make sure to hit up the website at asobergirlsguide.com. Make sure to like, follow, subscribe. Give us some love. We love to hear your feedback. And let us know what you guys are digging, what you guys would love to hear. Always open to feedback. Love hearing from you guys. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at a sober girl's guide and head on over to the website. I just posted a really cool blog post about my five most influential books that will change your recovery and propel your self-development. They are awesome. I love each and every one of them. And also don't forget to check out the holiday gift guide for your friends and loved ones in recovery. Definitely want to check that out. And there are promo codes. Your girl hooks you up to save that money. And don't forget to check us out on Instagram and share where you listen to the podcast and I will repost it. As always, thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great day. 